Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode three. We're going to be discussing relationship ties. Before we go any further tonight, I just want to go ahead and talk about our sponsorship because none of this would be possible without Anchor. Okay, so tonight we were discussing relationship ties. Well, what made me pick this topic is over the last six to seven months, my husband and I have went through this tremendous change um, in our relationship where we were separated for several months. It was something we decided to do um, together. It was, uh, it had came to a point where we were just we were fighting all the time. We weren't getting along. We weren't on the same page about anything anymore. And it just seemed like I always wanted for him to be just away from me. And he wanted to be away from me. And we just were going through such an up and down battle. And so it really, it was time for us to take a break from each other. And over the last 10 years of us being together, um, between dating and marriage and kids and all the other things we just kind of lost our way I guess and I didn't know if we were going to be able to find it again and the best thing for us to do at that time was to separate and try to work on ourselves a little bit and try to find the joy within ourselves and that was a big thing for me because I haven't spent a lot of time just on my own without other people in the household with me um other than my kids like my kids are always with me and they were always with me during the time of our separation uh they visited with him and stuff like that but I don't really like for them to be too far away from me and we were in a place where we didn't even trust each other um enough to come to each other's houses I didn't know where he lived at the time we just really needed a great large separation and for me it was so different not having to be responsible for all the things that I did for him all the time because I was a stay-at-home wife and mother and I was always with my kids and I was always with my husband and I was always taking care of them and doing everything they needed me to do from cooking to cleaning um, I mean, just pretty much everything that every mother does. Um, and if you're a mom, you understand. Like, you can say it, and it sounds so simple and basic. But when you feel it, it's a whole different thing. Like, being a stay-at-home mom or even a working mother, like, it is just a constant battle. And then when you feel responsible for your partner as much as you do with your children you can kind of get consumed by it and I think that that's more or less what happened with our relationship is that I became consumed with taking care of other people so much that I didn't feel any joy for myself I thought that making things good for them meant that I would be happy too And then it became apparent that that wasn't the case, that it made me feel 
resentful of my husband and of my children. And it made me feel envious of other people whose relationship seems to flow so much better than ours did. Um, Over the time we were apart, I did start to forget that, okay, you're not responsible for these things anymore. So I started to relax and I started to think heavily upon where everything went wrong and whether or not it would be good to try to fix things and move on with our marriage and our family the way it once was as far as the way it was built. Um, Not the same activities because I didn't want us to ever go back to that place where we were when we decided to separate. Um, And for most of our first I would say first four or five months we were separated. It was, we were just going to get a divorce. Like, we did not want to be in a relationship together. I still had a lot of feelings for him. I still loved him. I still wanted to be with him, but I didn't want to be with the person who I found myself looking at. And he had no desire to have the stress of a relationship on top of working and going to school and trying to raise children. He just didn't want the stress. And I could totally understand that because it was horrible. It was, for me, it was a lot of crying, a lot of lonely nights, a lot of wondering what was going on. Like, is he okay? Is is, is everything okay? Like... And then wanting to talk to him and not be able to and not have that connection anymore. At first, it was very strange, but over time, it began to get better. But then it made made me even more nervous when we did start to kind of settle down and relax and spend time together again. It, It made it kind of confusing because then I was like, well, I still, I always have love for this person and I want to be with this person. And, but is it the right thing for me to do, even though I have this love for this person? Like, is it going to be better? Is it going to be different? Are we going to be able to make those changes to make things better between each other? Like, I'm just not really sure if that's something we're going to be able to do without one of us or both of us being very hurt and through the whole thing it was very you know it was very different with financials and we've been together all this time so how do we separate everything and how do we not live with each other and he had gotten an apartment and it was just so weird coming here for the first time which is actually where I am tonight um because we are trying to work on things and that's why it is such a big thing for me mentally because I want to make the best choices not just for my kids and for him I want to make the best choices for myself we always had a big problem with conducting relationships such as friends um, and being okay with it we had troubles early on with control issues for both of us because we were both so used to being on our own and taking care of ourselves and we just didn't know quite how to mesh with each other in that way 
and make more compromises. And over the years, that's also been an issue with us back and forth. Um, we'll do good for a while, but sometimes we get content in our behaviors and then we start to forget how much we appreciate the other person being there in our life. I'm like, oh, I could do this without you. Um, not thinking that, like, if you really start doing it without that person, it kind of sucks really bad, actually. And you want so badly to be with that person, but at the same time, you don't want to deal with the crap of being in a relationship. And, I mean, I still, to this day, love him with all of my heart, and I do still want to be in a marriage with him. But I also have seen my parents' relationship be so toxic that it's just unreal and you would never want to put yourself through that and you would never want other people to see you go through that and you also think like those same two people who were that toxic with each other are still married and they've been married for 35 years and there doesn't seem to be an end in sight but it also makes me wonder like how it affected me watching them go through those things and how I feel towards them now as an adult when I understand them better. Like, I don't want my kids to come to me in 15 years and be like, Mom, we were so scared. We didn't know what to do. We didn't trust you guys enough to talk to you about how we felt about things. Like, I just don't want it to be that way with my kids. I want them to be safe. And I worry about them so much already as it is because every day is different especially in the pandemic world. Like, I was so excited for their first days of school for both of my kids. And they're they're quite a bit, they're a good chunk of time apart in age. Um, So it was two different time periods of my life where I got to experience these things with both of my kids. And now in this world that we're living in, one day they're in class and they're doing what we would normally do. They, of course, take precautions, masks, hand sanitizers, whatever precautions the schools take. Um, we do the best we can as far as that. I was nervous about sending them back to school in the first place. They just recently went back to school for the first time since last March. All that time I was doing homeschooling and I felt like a miserable failure um, as far as keeping up with their academics and their attendance. And my six-year-old was not with the whole virtual learning. My daughter struggled with keeping up with her assignments and being able to navigate the whole system. It was a struggle for me too because I was not familiar with it at all, at least where she had some familiarity from being in school the previous year, I had none. So we went, we struggled through this and we finally got to a point where we were getting better. And I I just felt like if there was an opportunity for them to go back to a regular classroom with people who were educated in ways to teach them properly and make sure that they got the education that they needed while trying to be as safe as possible, that that would be the best option for them. But then almost immediately, within two weeks, the school was closed back 
again. Um, and then they have recently opened back up maybe a week or two ago. Um, but now they've closed again and they're going into spring break and we're not sure if the school is going to be opening back up. So all this back and forth is terrible on kids to start with in any situation. That's what we talk about when we go to family counseling, when parents get divorced, when you go to when you have your weekends and your regular weeks, you're like, oh, you can't spend the night with your friends. You got to be home. You got to be on a schedule. Like that's kind of the way we teach our children to grow up um, and to do things that are good for them is by being on a regular schedule, uh, being surrounded by good things, telling them good things, positive reinforcement. That's how we deal with our children. Typically, that's how we're taught to deal with our children. Um, but then they come into this world with this pandemic and that changes everything. And then you add the instability of their parents' relationship, um, where their father has moved out of the home that they're in. They're back and forth with people that have never really babysat them before because now this is a world where mom's got to worry about paying the bills and being the mother and being the housekeeper and the appointment setter and the chef and everything in between and making sure everyone gets plenty of sleep which is never possible for her but she tries um so that's the world that we've been living in and then my mother being such a big part of our life is tied into that because she has been the most positive support system in my marriage, in my life, um, in my children's life since the very beginning. And she's been so sick and um, going into surgery today, I worried all day long. I just sat here and thought and thought and thought and thought about her and thought about what was going on because in this pandemic world, none of us can be there at the hospital. We can't sit there in the waiting room we can't wait for the doctor to come in it's pretty much wait for a phone call and you can call them but it's not really much help so why do it it's just a lot of stress and anxiety and worrying about her and worrying about trying to rebuild this relationship but i don't want it to be i told my husband that i would agree to work on our relationship with each other if we could do it in a different way where we made sure that we didn't forget about the fun parts of life because i started to open up and rejoin the world and make new friends and really take the time to care about myself and rest and do things that made me happy, not just do things that would make my family happy and that would take care of them. I really um, enjoy hanging out with my friends, which is something that I thought I I didn't need anymore. I thought, oh, well, I have a husband and I have kids and I have parents and I have all of these things that surround me to take care of so I don't really need friends I don't need that connection with people who have similar thought processes as me that I can vent to and have fun with and take trips with and stuff like that 
I didn't think that I really needed that. I had distanced myself so much from that world that I didn't believe that it was even a necessary part of life anymore. And once my husband wasn't with me and I had this free time where I wasn't cooking as much, I wasn't cleaning as much, I wasn't taking as many family trips and having so much prioritizing towards him that took a big chunk of time away that gave me the opportunity to take care of myself and spend time with friends and do those things. And I never want to take away from his importance in my life. So I just made do with what I had at that time. But now that we're in a process of rebuilding our relationship, I don't want it to be that way. I want us to spend time with our friends. I want us to have that importance of friendship time, personal time for ourselves, and time for our relationship, time for our kids. It sounds like a lot, but it's doable. Because we we live on a schedule, just like we train our kids to live on a schedule. We live on that schedule, too. And if we make a point to remember that we're important to each other, but we're also important to ourselves, it will continue to grow. Because throughout our relationship, we've always been very successful. Um, And I mean that in different ways, like on different levels. We were best friends. We didn't argue a lot. Um, We were always able to be honest with each other. We loved being around each other. We loved going places together. We loved having our kids together. Like, we have had a wonderful relationship. We've come from being two young people with pretty much nothing to 10 years later, my husband is about to graduate with his college degree. Um, We both have built ourselves up in ways that we never thought possible. Our kids are wonderful. They are growing. They are taken care of. They don't want for anything at all that they need. They're healthy. We are very blessed. Um, And we work hard. So not everything between us was bad. We just got into a really bad place. Um, So I want to keep those parts of us alive as well as keep myself alive, my personal true self. Uh, My mental health has always been such a concern for me. I've always dealt with anxieties and depressions and I always had to go to counselings and everywhere I've ever been I've always felt nervous and anxious. I'm very shy at first. Um, It takes me a while to really get comfortable and I'm always very standoffish. Um, If I feel like I'm annoying someone or that I'm not really cared for where I'm standing at, whatever situation I'm in, if it feels awkward and no one else is trying to make the awkwardness go away, 
I'm going to close off all the way and I'm going to back up and I'm not going to reinsert myself in that kind of situation. And I've done that with a lot of friends uh, through the past few years, a lot of um, my family members over time. And I'm learning now about just caring about people, but not letting that care take over your life. I did it with my husband. I did it with my family. I I go very hard for the people I love, and I let it consume me. And I want to continue on a path of learning with my mental health. I spent so many years trying to conquer it and make it go away and make it disappear and not need medications and not need therapy, not need people to talk to, not need the coping mechanisms. But at the end of the day, now that I've reached this level of maturity, I know that the best thing for me to do is to have a plan and stick to it and know that this is a forever me thing. I am who I am and I am great and I am wonderful, but at the same time, I am vulnerable and I am scared and I have weaknesses and flaws that shine just as bright as my smile does. Um, I want to be the best me that I can be. And I also want to help other people be the best them that they can be. I want to be a positive, wonderful, fun, happy person. And I want to be able to do that in my marriage as well as if I'm standing alone. Uh, I want to be the same person on either side of the fence. I want to hold the same morals and values. I want to hold the same thoughts about friendships and relationships. I don't want it to be like, oh, you did something wrong to me. So now I'm worried about you and what you're doing. So I don't trust you. So you can't have friends. You can't go hang out. You can't do anything because I don't want to be afraid of what you're doing. So therefore, I'm not going to do anything because I'm going to be so worried about what you're doing. I don't want to live that life. I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to worry so much about what's going on. If I can't have a solid trust, I know that it would be better for us to be friends and be parents than us to be in a relationship. Luckily, I feel like we're in a good place. I feel like we are moving forward and that our marriage is getting better. And we have re-entered the home together. Um, We are doing well. The kids are thriving. They are enjoying having both of their parents. It is giving them the discipline and the stability that they need. And it has made a world of difference just in the few short weeks that we have been back in the same household together. And he has been much more understanding as far as how I feel with our communication skills and our relationships with other people, our relationships with each other, um, and how important it is to communicate full details a lot. I think often in the world or sometimes just relationships in general, whether it's your friends or your family or your significant other, like, you'll get, I guess, 
tired of answering questions and always being accountable for not just yourself but other people because you love and care for them so you have to keep them in your circle of information it can be frustrating um and I think for men especially because they're they don't like to explain themselves and they that's not really too typical of a man's behavior not in my own experience anyways um so it became a problem when I would be like where are you going he would feel as though I was like questioning him in a way that I was not or if I made a sarcastic comment just playing or being funny he would think that I was like putting him down because we were having differences of opinion in real ways and that was carrying into the time that we would spend having humorous conversations with each other those humorous conversations that which you used to have bantering back and forth would suddenly turn more serious because there was so much stress upon the relationship and I don't want to go back to that. I, I'm very thankful that now communication seems to be more important to him um, just as much as it is to me. And that is a significant milestone in relationships, in any kind of relationships. Um, I noticed that also, um, I, I think it's better now that I communicate more things with like my doctors and my friends and my relationship and my kids and I try to keep things very honest and simple and complete with all people in all my relationships because it makes the journey with anyone easier if things are completely honest. If you don't have to pick up after a lie, you'll never have to hold your breath and wonder if they're going to believe you or if you're going to have to tell another lie or if you're going to have to try to prove this or if this is going to happen or am I going to have to argue because I didn't tell this part of the story and this came out or like it's just easier to keep things open and communicative at all times whether it's good or bad you just gotta do what you gotta do it might not always be the most fun part of life but in the end it kind of works out for the better most of the time um I don't know I spent a lot of time thinking about these things this week because I want to continue to have fun. I don't want to be, I don't want to feel like we're just old and content and we don't have a life to live anymore when we're still so young. Like, we might have been together for quite a while, but at the same time, I'm still only 30 years old. And I just turned 30. So it's not over yet. Like, our sex life, it should be booming and amazing at this point in our life like and don't get me wrong it's not not doing that but at the time of our contentment and separation and we were just not there with each other and I was afraid that we would not get back to that place with each other but 
I mean, it came back. Like, you got to keep the sex life going. I am a big person when it comes to, like, having a healthy sex life. Like, I have no crudeness about anything. Like, I'm totally up for it. If you want to have a wonderful sex life, by all means, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Um, Now, personally, I don't want to hear too much about it. Not really. Like, I don't know. It depends on who I'm talking to and what we're talking about. But for the most part, like, I just... In my life, I want to be able to have sex. I want to be able to enjoy it. And I don't want to have any shame or... Um, I don't want to be wanting it from the person I'm with and not being able to have it. Um, I know most men don't probably don't think that that's an issue because... It's been always been a stereotype that women control the relationship as far as sex is concerned. Um, but that's not always true. Sometimes women are just the, they seem more like the object. Um, like men more control the situation. Um, and because they do. I mean, a woman. Her body is made differently. A man has to become aroused to do things to a woman's body. So if he's not aroused or he's not in the mood and she is, what can she do about that? She can't do anything. A man, if he's aroused and his woman doesn't want to do anything... He can simply just go to the next or, you know, that's a typical thing that happens, I guess. Um, my thoughts are just really all over the place this week. Like, I'm, I'm late in everything with tonight's episode. I've, I've, I've just got so much going on in there. And I think I might expand on this and kind of do some more research I usually do a little bit more research on my topics, with the things that I'm thinking about. Um, but I really, I think I want to expand on this and really look into the effects of having a healthy sexual relationship and how much power it gives to the marital relationship. Because I think it holds a lot more power than people give it credit for because you can love someone truly and completely um but if you're on two different levels sexually can you have a working relationship a romantic relationship because if one person can't be Satisfied, and the other one feels too pressured to satisfy their partner and they can't meet the terms, is that not going to make the relationship go down even further? That's not my personal... Um, that's not my personal experience. But I can see how it could be other people's experience. 
uh, I didn't, I saved a lot of my personal life for marriage. I know it's not a super popular thing now. Um, our world's very sexual these days. I mean, we just saw Cardi B's performance on the Grammys, but hey, they pay her to do that. So by all means, get your money, baby. Um, but me personally, I could never have that kind of sexual confidence in front of millions of people. Uh, but I'm glad that there are women out there who can. I mean, be strong, be great, be wonderful, and get your money. But I just, I've never reached that level of comfortability in my life. And I saved so much of myself for being in a marriage because I felt like that's what I was taught. And I also felt like that would fulfill me more as a person than being in a lot of random relationships. And I always had those anxieties and those fears that kept me from befriending people and leveling up in relationships and learning those psychological traits that I liked and wanted for myself over time. I saved dating until I was older. I didn't really do much dating as a teenager. I more or less really just wanted to hang out with my friends most of the time. Um, I did a lot of partying, I guess. Not like excessive um, stuff that could kill me or anything. But I did the normal teenage drinking with your friends and hanging out and riding dirt roads and stuff like that. And that was really my main focus. Like, I really enjoyed hanging out with my friends and doing activities, going places. It's a a lot of how I am still now. Like, I love to travel and I love to go. And I I like to be around my friends. I like to hang out with groups of people. Some Like, just people I'm comfortable with. People who enjoy the same things as me. Uh, But these are people that I've known since I was 11, 12, 13 years old. So by this time, we're all in our 30s and we're very comfortable with each other. Now, if I had a whole new group of friends, that probably would not be the case. It took me a long time to build this group and circle of people that I actually trust and like and want to be around and spend a lot of time with. And we all did, we all grew up together, all of us in this small little town that we're from. And we've all spread out throughout the world and we're all grown ups now. And most of us have kids and spouses and stuff like that. But we, we did have great times and great memories back then. So dating was not a big thing for me. I didn't really care about it. I had a few minor boyfriend type people that I hung out with briefly but it never really went anywhere um I think I was almost 18 when I was in my first semi-serious relationship um and before I knew it I sure got pregnant it was definitely not planned by any means I'm super thankful for it, though. Um, My daughter is like my best friend in the whole world. 
She is everything I ever knew I wanted in a daughter. I grew up my whole life knowing I wanted to have children, that I wanted to have a family, and I wanted to save all those great parts of myself for another person so we could enjoy them together. There was, There's always been like a list of things that I wanted for my marriage, a list of things that I wanted to do. There's this specific beach um, in this place in Jacksonville that I always wanted to stand um, on the beach in this one spot with the love of my life. And I've been thinking about it for like 15 years. And this past summer, me and my husband, we stood on that beach together and we took a picture and it was like a final completion. And that's what, that was the feeling that I always wanted. And that's why I did I guess I lived my life how I lived my life when it came to relationships with men um, in love and romance throughout my life. I, I wanted to have those special memories with one person, not multiple people. Um, I don't knock it. I mean, everybody has their preferences. Everybody's life works out differently. Uh, I was not lucky in my first few relationships fact they were god awful terrible mistakes at the time um and i really should have knew better um but i kind of hit the lottery after a a few bad bad choices because my husband he came into my life in a way that i just needed at that time he he helped me change things that at that time, they would have took me to a place where I could never have recovered from. I was on my way to hell, and there was nothing standing in my way. This man I was with was dragging me right along with him, and I was letting him, and it was ruining my whole entire life. And I had blinders on that it's a song by Eve called Love is Blind. And, like, I really feel that because I wanted that kind of love so much that I was so completely and totally blind to everything that, that I was allowing that man to do to me in my life. And what I was falling for, what I was thinking was real, and it was just not, and it was awful. And now I am so, so thankful and grateful for the man that I call my husband. He really, um, he just popped up out of nowhere. And I have known, I've known him for years at that point. Um, But I never really paid him too much attention. And right in the moment I needed someone to come save me, he walking through my front door with one of his friends and he just changed everything from that day on and it's been a pretty much me and him type of deal since then and I I am happy to say that things are working out pretty well Um, we're looking into moving into a new house but as we discussed in our previous podcast housing market right now is not that 
easy to maneuver. It is so hard finding a decent place to rent at a decent price. I am not ready to buy a house yet because I can't pick where I want to live. That is the truth. I want to live a little bit of everywhere. Um, and I haven't figured out where I want to settle down in life yet. Um, so until I figure that out, I'm going to continue to rent. But I'm always on the internet looking at houses and places and cities and states and countries and just everywhere. Um, I'm very indecisive at this point about where I want my life to go. That I guess that may be another reason that this podcast is possible for me because I need answers and I need a little bit more help from my listeners. I really would love to hear more from you guys. You can always email me at mindbogglepodcast at gmail.com or you can go follow me on Instagram at mindbogglepodcast. I look forward to hearing from everybody. Like I said, my thoughts tonight are so everywhere. And I wish they were a little bit more put together this week. But I'm even late getting my show out this week. Because my my dear lovely son refused to go to sleep without watching Justice League. And I tried so very hard to get him to go to sleep without watching Justice League. Until... I just gave up, you guys. I am not even going to lie. I gave up, and it's currently, like, after midnight, and Justice League just went off. But he did fall asleep watching it. I don't know. Sometimes we just have those kind of nights where nothing goes the way you want it to. Everything is behind. No, but I am not sure what everyone ate for dinner tonight. I think my son ate leftover pizza. I don't think I ate anything. I can't recall. My daughter ate some noodles or soup or something like that. Like, it was just kind of everybody for themselves kind of night. We spent all day with my, trying to see about what was going on with my mom and her visit in surgery and waiting on finding out was she going to be able to come home or was she going to have to stay. And that was such a long, exhausting process just being worried about those things. Cleaning the house, washing clothes, the kids were in virtual because we were supposed to have some horrible inclement weather storm and it was like the most beautiful 75 degree sunshiny day ever. Um, But we were still stuck in the house and it was just a long, drastic, crazy day. So I just did not feel like doing any of those things. And it just got so late and so far behind and he was not going to bed. So it's like, well, we're just going to have to be late tonight. But hey, that's what this is all about. What's going on late at night? What's filling our thoughts? Feeling our feelings? Doing what we're doing? And still listening to each other, talking to each other? Give me some topics, guys. Give me some things to think about. Um, I was thinking earlier about wanting to do one on, like, beauty products and makeup and the whole stereotype um, culture. Because apparently I have missed a lot of things. Um, We have this whole thing of cancel culture. 
and were canceling all kinds of things. Apparently, someone has canceled Pocahontas. Um, I do not agree. I do not vote for this. Pocahontas was awesome, and I, I just, no, I'm not with that. We cannot cancel Pocahontas. But back to the subject at hand. Um, we are finally getting him to sleep. We are finally recording for our show this week. We are very far behind. Our topics are not as good as we wanted them to be. I want to expand on some research maybe next week, but I also want to do something on the beauty and makeup, um, stereotypes, um, what men think of women who wear makeup or who don't, what is maybe a reason why we as women care more about doing makeup um, and, and having doing it ourselves, um, getting other people to do it, why it's such an important thing to paint our faces, which I am a total fan of. I love to paint my face in some beautiful colors and shiny glitteriness. It's wonderful. I'm so happy about it. Um, so I'm definitely not a makeup hater, um, but if you don't wear makeup, hey, half the time I don't either. Um, I am in search of healthy products to use as far as makeup is concerned. I never realized how much horrible stuff was in makeup until recently, and never having had, um, terrible acne or anything like that. Um, being 30 and having sudden breakouts and splotches and blemishes and all that stuff. Um, no, I'm not. I I don't like it. So now we're on the hunt for making better choices as far as skincare is concerned. I've always been a big fan of skincare. Um, oh, I want to kind of learn more about it. I want to hear more about it. So if you have any great tools and tips as far as skincare goes, send them my way. Let's share them. Let's get them out there for everybody because who doesn't need a great skincare tip? And I'm always good for a good hair care tip too. I have terribly dry hair, terribly dry skin, um, and I try a little bit of everything. I've tried Vaseline. It breaks my skin out, people. I don't know who else experiences this, but I hate it. Um, My skin gets so broken out. I mean, it seems like the last couple years it's become so sensitive to absolutely everything. Make certain makeups, like I could just put them on my face and they will immediately like burn or like I will have bumps come up. It would just be terrible and ugly and I hate it. Um, lotions, if they're too thick or they have too much alcohol, they have like plastics in them, like all kinds of crazy chemicals and stuff. And then I wear contacts as well as I love mascara. Mascara is like one of my favorite things. I buy it all the time, but not all mascara is good. Some have ground up glass. Some of them have different kinds of silk. Some of them have cotton fibers. Those ones tend to dry out my eyes. Now, if you don't have an issue with dry eyes or itchy eyes, those are awesome. I love Physicians Formula as far as all of their makeup is concerned. Their foundation is amazing. Um, 
I don't know anything about their eyeliner products, but I do know um, their mascara is great. Um, I can't use it too often because it does have the cotton fibers and they make my eyes very dry if I wear it for too long. But it is beautiful. It's completely buildable. It's clean. Um, their face powders, their foundations, I love their newest foundation is like this elixir serum kind and it feels weightless and sheer and it's beautiful and it makes your skin feel like it's glowing and also while you're wearing it it is nourishing your skin which is a thing for me because I need the hydration without the pores being clogged or whatever. Like whatever happens in that whole phase where it goes in there and it doesn't want to come out, like I need that not to be an issue. Like I hate it. it. I don't like for my skin to feel heavy. I hate things that are overly greasy. Um, if it's too shiny, like I can't do baby oil unless it's on like the bottom part of my legs or like my hands like and I can only use a little bit and it can't be on like the bottom part of my hand it has to be on the back part of my hand like I'm very particular about lipstick like I don't like wet glossy slippery stuff like that I, I'm not a fan if I, I love lipstick, but it's going to have to be like a matte lip. If it's a gloss type thing, it's got to be like an amazing a product for me to wear something like that. Because I just don't like the feeling of slipperiness on my skin. And then it breaks out so easily. It becomes an issue. And then you got shiny, broke out skin. Like you're just a big red flag for terrible skin. And so that is something that I want to work, think about next for next week's episode, along with expanding a little bit more on mental health and sexual relationships. Um, I think we'll one day I might revisit like families and friends relationships, but it was just like on my mind a lot this week about um, my relationships with my family and my kids and staying in good healthy relationships with my friends and also still trying to build my marriage back up after us being apart for a while I know a lot of people go through that with like military marriages because their spouses are overseas or out um on whatever they call it um leave or whatever I can't really think of the word right this second but um I know it's a thing for people that go through that, people who go through, um, like, traveling for work, uh, different family situations where there is separations and stuff like that that they have to deal with. That was never a thing I had to deal with in my relationship for before, so it was definitely a big shock and a major change for us, um, but I, I kind of look forward to hearing other people's thoughts on kind of getting back comfortable with each other um that's something I I don't want to I don't want to lose that um that pizzazz that fire that that feeling of like oh you just you're just so nice looking I just want to look at you just want to hug you and touch you a little bit like I I want to remain like that in my marriage and I want to 
stay comfortable and I want to make sure we're doing the best that we can so that's been on my mind so much um and then how that leads into the rest of the parts of my life because you never realize how much having other people in your life can either make you or break you if you allow it to so I want to expand more on that but I want to kind of like break it up more into sections so next week look forward to hearing more on that subject we're going to concentrate a little bit more on the actual like relationship as far as like a romantic relationship and the mental health benefits of it and how to stay mentally healthy for yourself and for your partner i really want to um do some research on that and kind of expand on it and share with you guys more about those things and i also definitely want to touch on that beauty world and that taking care of yourself world um Our skin is our biggest and most important organ. We, some people may not know that. Some people may not think about it, but it's important. So I want to think about it. It's not just about beauty. It's also about health. And when you're healthy on the outside and on the inside, that is the ultimate package. So I not only want to focus on our mental health, but our physical health at times, like our physical being, our physical appearance, all those things are very important. And you have to be be very comfortable and confident with yourself and where you are and how you feel because we're not all the same. And different things make us different people. And I, I want everyone to share their opinions with me. Let me know how you guys feel about the subjects. Tell me how you're feeling about the show in general, um, where we're at right now, what you'd like to see more of. If there's something we could add to our segment, um, just let me know. Reach out to me. And I have enjoyed speaking to you guys tonight. It's been a wonderful episode. I know my thoughts have been everywhere, but I promise you guys next week will be much better and we will expand on those topics. Everyone have a great night. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you guys so much.